Congratulations on the South. It's a very charming movie. Uh, for those who may not know, could you tell us a little about the story? Yeah, it's about a kid called Tom, sorry, uh, whose father passes away, and um, it kind of sparks a bit of a uh, sense of ju- like journey, I suppose, mm. to get out and try to find his mother who left him as a kid and try to find out why she did. It leads him to go on a road trip from Galway to Dublin, meeting people along the way, and, and eventually get like hopefully he gets to his mother. You know, right? Yeah. Um, what was the genesis of the film? Because as well as directing, you wrote it, and I think it feels very personal because it's going back to youth and uh, it's dealing with themes like grief. So, did it have any personal resonance with you? Uh, to be honest, no. There's not really much of me in the film. Like, like there might be a few little bits, but like it's not it's not heavily based around anything of, uh, of my personal life. I actually, I was watching a film called Charlie Countryman. Oh, uh, Charlie Wolf. Yeah, Charlie Wolf, yeah. And it was actually recommended to me by Dara, who was the lead in, in South. Oh, right. I previously worked with Dara on a feature film, on my fourth feature film. Was it a day like today? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So I briefly worked with him, and it's a smaller role, but I really wanted to work with him again. So after seeing Charlie Countryman, like, I, I got like about 20 minutes into it. and. It wasn't really, no, nothing about the story, it was more about just seeing the character, he kind of reminded me of Dara, and I just kind of had to stop the film and just, I'd started writing, like uh, a plot, a uh, kind of plot outline, and uh, then I finished the film, blah, blah, blah. but I literally just wrote the film for Dara, so I just kind of, yeah. it just kind of kept starting to flow, and I couldn't finish it until I, I couldn't stop until I finished it, and I got it finished then. Four days later, I actually no, I really? finished the script then four days later. Like be- before I even wrote it, I actually <coughs> I mailed Dara on Facebook <coughs> asking him if he could play guitar. And he goes, yeah, okay, yeah, a little bit. And I said, all right, cool. Back to it a few days. And then I, in four days, I sent him the script and said, do you want to do this? Now, I, I, at that point, I didn't know if it was going to be made or how it was going to be made. It was just the script was there. And there were, there were hopes that we could get it made eventually. But... I didn't expect it to kind of come so quick. Like, you know, yeah, it seemed to be such a fast version because you wrote it a few <coughs> days and then Matthew Thomas at the premiere was saying that uh, he you had it in the script and then a couple months later you were filming, which is yeah, like, pretty much so. Yeah, like so, I met I met Matt um, about two months before we actually started film, maybe three months, and I've just been doing a bit of work for him, like promo work for nightclubs and stuff because he has Bankhouse Productions, which do all of oh. do a lot of promo work as well. So we were talking then, and I, t- I showed him, I, said, I gave him a DVD of the day like today, and eventually he watched it, and then just, I think I sent him a text, or maybe I rang him, and I asked him, are you up for a challenge? And he goes, yeah, well, definitely, like, what's, the, what's the challenge? I said, do you want to make a film? Like, no. <laughs> yeah, he seems to do that a lot, because I interviewed uh, Jason Figgis yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and um, it was a similar thing with him, do you recognise me, which played at the i Marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play movies very fast. Yeah, no, sure lovely. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Jason, uh, I'm, I, I'm sort of doing now a feature film project with, with Matt, which Jason started with, with Matt, like it's like their kind of thing. Okay. So it's like a feature film project where it's like a, it's like a class basically where it's like an eight week, now it's a 10 week course. And uh, people basically do the course, and they we make a feature film at the end of it. So mm. the trailer just went up for that uh, yesterday. Right. So it's a feature film, full length feature film. We just finished shooting a couple of days ago, actually, <coughs> and uh, it's about MMA. So that's oh, cool. No, it's it's it is it's a shooting film, like, but 
I think it has potential to go a bit further, but I don't really know what they're going to be doing with it at the moment. I just wrote it and directed it, you know. Yeah. I think those type of movies are interesting just as for film fans. And of course. Like, this is how you make a movie, low budget. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 a, it's an intense experience, anyway, because we did two weeks and then we had a lot of pickups to do because people weren't available and all that stuff. Like, so it's interesting. I think it's, it's something that could be, that could do very well for people that are aspiring actors and, or you just want to give it a go, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned you sort of you wrote South as a showcase for Darrow Tool, but mm-hmm. I had you go about casting the other roles because um, there's off seasoned Irish actors in the film like uh, Joe Rooney and Andy McCaffrey Byrne, and then there's Emily Lamy who I had never seen in a movie before and I thought she was terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did that happen? Um, well, from the beginning, like I had Andy in mind <clears throat> because I'd worked with her before and I still work with her. And we do the uh, we do courses together as well, like, like acting courses. So, um, I had hormone from the beginning, and uh, Dara obviously was there from the beginning. He w- uh, basically was the face to Tom, and then I had uh, like originally the idea for for uh, Jess's character who Emily ends up playing. Like, I had a a, a much kind of cutesier, hum- like you know the normal kind of Zoe Deschanel type look. Yeah, like, like, I had that. There's a phrase for um, the. Pixie, yeah, that's Pixie right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I had that kind of in my head, and when we went into casting, like we saw amazing people, <clears throat> uh, we saw a lot of amazing actors do the part, and it was it was great. But there was something kind of missing, and I uh, it was actually Dara that, that recommended to check out Emily. Now she was in a, an ad with with Dara like for the No Nonsense ad, I think it was, and she had really curly red hair. And then when he showed me a picture where she had this short. Corey uh, Blonder, and as soon as I saw her, I was like, "That's like, I have to, I have to meet that girl. Like, I have to see if she can do it." Like, so we met. Well, the first time I met her, she drove in in that blue. Like, that's her car in the film. Like, <laughs> really? She drove in in that blue car. I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, I made up my mind straight away. Obviously, I had to, I had to, I had to re- uh, audition her. But as soon as I met her, like, it was yeah, that's Jess. Like, that's I, I, from a, like, I, I didn't have that kind of. Look at, at all in my mind, but when I met her, I was like, Yeah, did everything just click? Everything just clicked, like, and it was perfect. She's I was, amazing. Like. I was wondering, did you run any workshops with Dara and Emily for the <coughs> chemistry? Because I thought it was very natural. Yeah, well, that's like so. The first day that we met her, we actually met her in Matt's uh, apartment um, because she had college on, so we, we had the, the auditions booked before, like the, a couple of days after that, I think it was. And um, we, we workshopped them together, but as soon as they because they had worked together and they're, they're good friends so as soon as they as they saw each other again like they were just having chats and just mm. they were the chemistry was great like so we did actually run the scene and it's a scene where they kissed for the first time we ran that and uh, it just blew me and Matt away like just how, how she could just she was just laughing joking and she straight into the, into the character and it was just yeah it was really a, a no brainer like is it like and that's how we worked we, we did workshop a lot of the script anyway so we did a week rehearsal beforehand and i like to do that just to get everything out of the way kind of get all the, the questions out of the way and get um get a feel for the scene beforehand and that's where the improv comes out in the rehearsals so there is improv in the script oh sorry in the film but it all comes out in rehearsals so on the day they take notes and then we're ready to go so because it's such a, a quick shooting schedule we got it we, the first block was nine days so we got the bulk of that done but because it's so fast and it's a quick turnaround it needs to be rehearsed and mm. and just everybody needs to know what it, what it is that they're doing 
and then we block it on the day like that. Right. I think it's a similar <coughs> shooting style to Mike Lee. Okay, he does, and he does the same thing as well, oh, where okay. he uh, kind of works with people who all know each other, and they think they live in a house together. For uh, they work at the kinks of the character, and then yeah, they're just going straight to shoot. That'd be amazing. Like we just didn't have a budget for that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it'd be amazing to do that. Like I'd love to. Like if if I do get a chance then to make an next film and 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 I have a bit of support behind me with like funding and stuff. Uh, I do hope that like, there's a lot more time to do that and actually get everything nailed down like that. Can I make sure everything's perfect before? It definitely encourages um, a breezy naturalness to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like the music in the film a lot, mm-hmm. which is very important given how integral it is to the plot because a lot of the characters seem to be glued by music for Tom and Jess warm up to each other after he plays her a song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mentioned that Tom's parents' music was important to their relationship. Uh, how'd you go about selecting the songs we hear in the movie? Yeah, so <clears throat> similar kind of thing with uh, with Dara. Uh, my cousin Sean Riddick is the composer for a film, and he wrote uh, the majority of the songs for, and performed some of them in, in the actual uh, on the soundtrack. But uh, when I wrote the script, about a month or two afterwards, when I kind of <clears throat> I was getting really into it, you know, you get for me anyway. It's when I write a script, I get it's just kind of everything's focused on that. <laughs> It's like the best thing in the world. So I, uh, I contacted my cousin and I said, do you want to score this film? Like, you know, I do, I have previously worked with a guy called Pat O'Connor and he's amazing. But for this one, I just wanted somebody that was a gigging musician to kind of mm-hmm. put their kind of spin on it, you know, can I? Um, so I just contacted him and said, listen, can you just write a song for me? And I sent him the script basically and I said, can you write a song that's basically based around the story? Or based around father and just just come up with some kind of story and that's the song that that um tom sings in the film oh, okay. so then i said can you work from that and then yeah so like a bass kind of soundtrack then so he uses he used um the main uh the main song that tom sings and then used the the kind of the acoustic part of that to build tonally the the, the score of the film so there's different tones for it's a different song for Emily, it's a different song for, for Dara. It's very subtle, like, but uh, and I didn't want to overbear anything either. There are some parts of it where maybe the song's a little bit too high or whatever, but uh, I didn't want this to, to be too overbearing. So for like Emily, it's a bit more kind of playful, and then when you get to the mother, it's a bit more somber and stuff like so. Um, but yeah, Sean was great, like, and he has his girlfriend on the uh, singing with him on the main track. Uh, <clears throat> that's and, during the montage where he's hitchhiking. Oh, that's actually that's Bronco Kyo, and again, that's that's a girl that I that I did a, I know from a while ago. I did a, like a, I I do this thing on YouTube. It's called live sets, and it's uh basically one take uh performances outdoors. And I met Bronco through that, through her band Force, and then she wanted to do it as a separate one. And the song she sang on that was just something that I fell in love with, and I, I think. Uh, it would match the film really well, especially in the tone, because uh, the kind of the kind of um, musical f- feel that I wanted for it was loosely based on Inside Little Davis. Oh yeah. So there was that kind of I wanted that folksy kind of. Happy. I actually thought of Inside Little Davis because I couldn't remember the last time I heard a song in a movie which was just played all the way through. Yeah. It yeah. Wasn't cut or anything. Yeah, yeah. So that's what like. That was my uh, and when I when I sent it to Sean, I was like, "This is what I kind of want to base it around." Like, and he he loves he loves that film. And he loves that kind of music as well because that's what his he he's more folk punky type thing. But uh, yeah, he wanted to 
he, he knew exactly what I wanted then when I when I said inside the Davis mm. for the kind of and that's why I wanted to have a soundtrack to it as well, kind of mm. all original music. You mentioned uh, Charlie Countryman was a big influence, but were there any other um, small or independent movies of a similar ilk that inspired so? Yeah, I've, uh, I'm pretty sure there's a lot in there. Like um, Charlie Countryman would be one for. Uh, I don't even know how it influenced me. I think it is just made the main character. And again, there's not even that many similarities. It was just because I saw Dara in that character, and I just wanted to. I was, it, my brain started going off, and it's what kind of scenarios got to put me in, and that's how the story really came out. And then Inside Young Days is another one, <clears throat> um, and then just every other road trip movie, really. Yeah. Like I, I don't know why, but every time I, I think of the film, in 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 a kind of like what kind of a film is this? Because it is, it feels like it's a universal film like that could be kind of picked up by anybody and and they get it, you know. Like because like, the last one that I made, it felt very Dublin and uh, like everybody from Dublin would get it, but not a lot from outside. Like, but this one, I felt like uh, there's a film called I think it's called Driving Lessons with uh, Rupert Grint. Oh yeah. That kind of not even again just more about the look, mm. how it was kind of it was all upbeat, colourful, and that's every time I think of it, I just think of. That. I, don't, I don't think I've even seen the film to be honest with you but it's just that kind of look and feel about the film I think it might be a, a bit inspired by that mm. and then as a, when we were shooting the film the uh, the kind of the initial idea was to go for you know, Slow West the, oh, the kind, yeah. kind of colours from Slow West uh, and that's another road trip movie in a way yeah exactly yeah so that, that was kind of and I, I don't know how, how, how well we achieved it because I actually had an original, like I had a cinematographer on beforehand and he had to pull out of it and then Kevin actually, like Kevin was going to come in and I didn't want him to because he is a cinematographer, that's his trade and he's amazing at it and when I saw his show reel I was like wow, like how are we going to get him, like you know what but uh, the guy that, he was actually going to come in kind of assist the cinematographer that I had on and then three days before the shoot he cancelled and he just jumped at, like I just jumped at the chance to get him and so he had three days to prep the film and that's fine for me because like I just like to go out and just I don't storyboard, I don't really plan around shots, I just have ideas in my head. And it was great for that because it is more fluid that way for this type of film. But uh, obviously I would like a bit more prep put on the next one, I can just have a bit more time to shoot with like, you know? Yeah, I think the road trip movie is interesting in the sense that uh, it's sort of a youth fantasy where you, <clears throat> everyone I think has thought about, oh what if I just like left and just travel the world yeah, or, yeah, like, exactly, even yeah. from like travel to like the country. So, um, yeah. was that what you were kind of going for? Yeah, well, I think, no, I'm not really, like, again, yeah. it's, I'm not as uh, romantic in my thoughts as that, like, you know, like I, I would never have been mad for travel, like, I, lo I do love Dublin, and I would eventually love to, to travel a bit more, but it's not something that I've been mm. itching to do, because I feel like with this line of work, if it does go well, it's going to happen anyway, <laughs> so that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm kind of, I'm looking forward to that if it does happen, but... I've never actually had aspirations of just letting loose and just <laughs> yeah. go. Like it's just, it is. It's it's a cool idea, but it's not. That's not where the film came from. It was more just basing around the, the the characters and their kind of struggles. So like the reason of the for the road trip was because just to get them to the mother. It wasn't for an experience. It was just literally to find out what is mother left them. Like, you know, like so it was just story driven, and the road trip was just an obstacle in his way to get there. Like, you know. <laughs> 
Earlier in the film, or earlier mm. in the year, I interviewed um, Shauna Kersink and Charlie Bailey for a day for my marriage, mm. and we were talking about how lately there seems to be um, a new wave of kind of bright Irish cinema. Um, would you agree with this? And I think South may fall under that category. Yeah, I mean, with, with Young Offenders, and I don't, I, now I haven't seen Young Offenders or, Mad, or Day for Mad Mary. Um, but do you mean like is do you mean with because the trailer kind of felt a little bit grim for Mad Mary? Is that what? I was thinking. Um, there's moments in the movie which are it's a hopeful movie. Yeah. yeah. Same with uh, Sing Street and Viva. Yeah, and of course. Yeah. yeah. No, that's... even Siege of Jalabo is kind of uplifting. Yeah, I haven't seen that. It's uplifting. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was buzzing with national pride. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, but I have to keep. I have to because of this. I haven't been able to do anything other than that because oh, I walked as well at the same time. But uh, yeah, no, I do, especially like with the offenders and Sing Street as well. Like I mean, they're, they're, it's beginning to feel a bit more like what um, the UK are doing with their films. Like, they've got a lot of comedies and a lot of uplifting films. I mean, for a while, a while it did seem like miserable Irish films were coming out and. I'm a big fan of misery, like because yeah. I think it can touch people a lot more. But um, yeah, no, it's it's sure like any films coming out coming out of Ireland is, is amazing, like just to get the the profile up and get people interested in Irish cinema. So whatever it is, it's 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 great, like you know. Um, we were talking before we said the interview that you won the Fingal Film Festival for best feature. Does a win like that enable a movie to get a wider release? Uh, I'm not really sure to be honest with you. I was just curious how wide is um, South coming out? South's out in, uh, it's out in, I think, six cinemas across uh, Ireland. Mm. Now, I don't know how much the, the win kind of helped us because I wasn't really involved in that kind of, in that process. Mm. I was really keen to get it done, but Matthew, uh, like Bankhouse, were the ones that got, that got all that done. Like, now, I don't know what kind of uh, negotiation tactics they, they had, but it couldn't hurt, I suppose. Yeah. You know, like, and, I, and I think Galway and Fingal were were a big help to show the kind of the the, valid, the validity of the film, mm. but um, I'm not really sure how much it helped. I think it's more, it, it, I think it's just perseverance and just just jamming it down to people's throat. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, this is your second feature after um, a day like today. Did you find it easier making this movie, having already had a movie under your belt and the experience? Um, I, 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 I don't find it. I don't, I don't mean to sound arrogant at all, but I don't find it difficult to make the films at all, like, because what else would like, like if you're not, you're you're gonna be on a till or you're gonna be in an office somewhere, like and it's not really work. So it's like, there is that kind of pressure of like it's more for me the pressure is more from the actors in making sure that I can provide like uh, produce something that's that's gonna look good for them, you know. Like, yeah. But other than that, it's not like I don't really feel the pressure because. With a day like today, so I actually got a, a, a mail from somebody before in the production of a day like today, and they were like, "Oh, you're so." I, I think they said along the lines of, "You're so brave," or "You're so uh, what's the word? You have some balls making a film for such a little money and putting it out there." But for me, it was like nobody knows who I am, so there's no risk in it at all. Like, if nobody sees the film, then I'll make another one that people will see. And the lower the money, it's almost lower the risk. Exactly, that's why. That's the way I feel about it. Like if if there's no budget there, then who's gonna can't lose money? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Who who's gonna who's gonna care? Like you know, it's the like the effort will be there. You can put in like I obviously put in as much as I can, and I put in as much effort and try to make it look make it as best as I can. But if it falls on stars, then that's 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 life. Like you know what I mean, but what else are you gonna do? 
Just, um, make, just keep fucking going and make them, make them more stuff like you know. We mentioned um, that you had that project with Jason Figgis and uh, Matthew Tom. And, um, have you any other feature length ideas that you're hoping to pursue? Yeah, well, I have three. I haven't written them now because there are three or four scripts that I'm starting to develop at the moment that I want to try to put forward for for funding to try to get a bit of help. Um, just covering. Not having to work and just actually focusing on the script, like you know, guys, there are a couple of scripts there, and then feature film. The next feature film project is coming up in January, I think, or February, and I think that's gonna be it's gonna be really fun because it's gonna be a chance to just completely go left field, and we're gonna do a horror film, like, oh. and it's just gonna be fun, like it's gonna be really fun and just make it as ridiculous as possible, <laughs> and then that'll be a break, like it'll be a really nice break to just, I mean, it's gonna be freezing, but it's gonna be there's gonna be a break there just to. Just to let loose and just fuck about, really. Yeah, come and see me on Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you for uh, time. I urge people to go see South. I think it's a very charming, melancholic, uh, but ultimately hopeful yeah. film. So, yeah. uh, thanks for being here. Thank you very much.